Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you, let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you doing? So uh, welcome to Church of the Lakes. I've uh, been waiting to say that for a long time, staying on this stage. It's so exciting. For those of you that it's your first time here, uh, let me say welcome to Leesburg High School, which is kind of a cool thing. So thankful about 75 volunteers spent almost all day here yesterday getting this ready just for you. So we're very grateful for them and all that they did. So yeah, give them a hand. We appreciate that. And um, I didn't have this in my announcements, but I want to add this because uh, Pastor Ken is here from, uh, from First Baptist, from their um, ministry center there. So thank you so much for coming to spend time with us. And I bring that up because... We are actually doing a little bit of a fundraiser right now for the Pregnancy Care Center, which is there in their ministry village. And we've got baby bottles that we're filling up with change. And then on Mother's Day, we'll be bringing those back and putting them here on the altar to present. And all that money is going to go to help the Pregnancy Care Center. Uh, one of the things that we really have committed to as a church is, man, we need to do church together. And so we actually went over to the ministry village and toured it, a bunch of us. And said, you know what? They're doing this things great. Church of Lakes doesn't need to do this. We just need to support what they're already doing. So we're happy to be in partnership with you, Pastor. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for others that I've seen here. I saw Chief. I won't. Uh, I won't call him out, but the Chief of Police is here this morning. Grateful for him joining us, and a uh, few others that I may not have had the chance to see this morning. So thank you, thank you so much for being a part. Uh, real quick, I want to go back through because a couple quick announcements. Next week is our barbecue fundraiser. So it's, here's what's happening. You can go online to our website, cotlakes.com and sign in and buy a virtual barbecue ticket. There are limited, there's only 200, but they will be here next Sunday right after service. So you can come out the courtyard, enjoy some barbecue with us if you want to stay, if you want to take them home, whatever you want to do. So make sure you buy those. All that money is going for our kids to go to summer camp this summer. And uh, we're excited because this year our elders decided, you know what, uh, we really want kids to go to camp. So any kid that has not gone to camp with Church of the Lakes before and signs up for camp this year, camp costs them 50 bucks. The rest will be covered. And so we're trying to do fundraisers and, and stuff to cover those scholarship costs. So buy those tickets. Mother Day is May 12th. Moms, we will have family portraits that day. Uh, I heard something about a chocolate fountain. Um, and a couple other surprises that will be here. So make sure you're here on Mom's Day. And the graduates, graduates were excited. Uh, it's kind of cool to be here at Leesburg High School and to be talking about graduates. But we will be recognizing graduates on May 19th. So if you would like to be recognized, get on our website. Sign up for that. We're going to have you bring your cap and gown. And, and that's not just high school. That's technical school, nursing school, you name it, whatever. So we're glad that you're here. Let me ask you to do me one favor. Since we have so many people here and there's so many new people, I'm going to ask you to help me with the sermon series. Is that okay if I do that? So here's what I need you to do. Pull out the connect card. There's a connect card inside of your experience guide. If you've got one, pull the connect card out for me. And where it says other at the bottom, I would like for you to write something that you would like to hear a sermon on. 
some particular topic. It can be controversial. I don't care. I'm pretty controversial. For those of you who are your first time here, um, I probably offend you on day one. I'm real good at it. Um, but, uh, but I'm just telling you now that, that there's nothing off the table that we would like to hear. And then later on this year, we're actually going to do a series called Asking for a Friend. Right? So it, it, it doesn't have to be for you. And if you don't want to have to put your name on, that's okay. That's all right. But if you could do that, I would love to get some feedback. It's one thing as a pastor for me to sit in a corner and, and, and try to hear from God. and all, But I also want to hear from you, like where your hurts are where your struggles are, what, what things that you would like to hear. So would you do that for us? Would you, would you write something on there on that card where it says other at the bottom? Um, that would be amazing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Church of the Lakes is 21 months old. Uh, today, today is 616 days since we launched. Today is the 616th day. So God has done some amazing things. And, and uh, we have said over and over again, to whom much is given, much is required. And so we look at this very much as a responsibility that God has given us. So thank you for joining us for Easter. You all look great. Um, it's great to see all the Easter colors and everything else. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Mike Matheny. I'm the lead and founding pastor here. Uh, just to tell you real quick about me, I was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a.k.a. the Holy Land. And... Um, um, my mom's side of the family is from Mississippi. My dad's side of the family, Matheny, is actually a French name. And so uh, we are French Cajun. And so uh, that side of the family is that side of the family, you know what I'm saying, from Bogalusa, Louisiana. And so one of the things that, that I do every once in a while um, is tell a Boudreaux joke. So uh, for those of you um, for those of you who don't know what a Boudreaux joke is, it's kind of like a Bubba joke, but, you know, with a Cajun guy. So, so let me tell you a quick um, Boudreaux joke. So... Boudreaux sitting at the house and Earl, the police officer he knows from downtown, shows up front door and knocks on the door. Says, Boudreaux, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Boudreaux says, well, why don't you go ahead and give me the bad news first? He says, Boudreaux, we found Marie, your wife, floating in the bayou. She's dead. Boudreaux distraught, trying to gather himself. And then he finally realizes, he goes, Earl, how can there even be any good news to this? What's the good news? And Earl said, the good news is, Boudreaux, there was blue crab all over. Are we going to put her back out tonight? If you laughed at that, you need to get saved today. (laughs) Now, I told that joke actually on purpose because I just created a tension. Did you feel it? Did you feel the tension? Like, should I really laugh at that? Right? And isn't it amazing how quickly and easily um, we can find ourselves in this place? And let me tell you what was going on inside of you because we do it every day. What was going on inside of us in that moment is... If I laugh at this joke, am I still good? Right? Or if I laugh at this joke, am I, am I bad? And that's a tension that you and I live with every single day. It's, it's something that we live with in our culture all the time. Am I good enough? Am I bad enough? Um, so let's, let's have a little fun. Let's do this. Let's do this. I want you to come up with a number where you rank. Where you rank between zero and a hundred. Now zero is the devil, so you're probably not zero. Let's 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 get off. And a hundred is Jesus, right? 
Where, where do you rank in there? So like, you know, let's say the, the single digits and the, and the teens, you know, that's like Hitler and serial killers, and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, you get up into the upper echelon and you're talking about like Billy Graham and Mother Teresa and, you know, these type of stuff. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to come up with a number. You got a number in your head right now. Have you got a number? You got a number? All right, so here's what we do. I'm going to give you just one minute. We're going to put a little video on one minute and you're going to share your number with your neighbor. Go. Did you tell your neighbor? Did you tell your neighbor? All right, so some of y'all, like I saw somebody look and somebody said a number to you and you went, I don't think so, right? Come on. So let's just do this. Let's just go ahead and put it all out there. Let's put it all out there. You ready? I need all my one to thirties. Don't lie. All my one to thirties. Go ahead and raise your hand. Nice and proud. Raise your hand. Raise your Ushers, if you could take all these people out, that would be great. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. How about, how about those that may have said 30 to 50? Where am I? 30 to 50. Raise your hand. Keep them up. Keep them up. Listen to me. Be proud. Be proud. You know why? Because you made the upper half possible. Right? Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. You did good. You did good. 50 to 80. 50 to 80. Okay, these are our somewhat good people. Where are my 80 and up? Thank you for gracing your presence with us today. We're so, we're so glad you're here today. Right? Comparison. Good and bad. Good and bad. And am I good enough? Am I bad enough? Am I too bad? You know, it's funny because we'll ask people to come to church and they'll go, uh, if I show up, I think the, the walls will cave in. Right? I had one guy, my, actually the guy that cuts my hair. I said, hey man, I would love you to come to our Easter service. He said, you got a good sprinkler system. <laughs> and isn't that so true that we're all sort of wrestling, if we're honest. We're all sort of wrestling with this concept, am I good enough? What, what is good enough? And when we compare ourselves to others, there's really only two options, right? You either feel better about yourself or you feel worse about yourself. And social media has, has, social media has killed that. Would you not agree? I mean, come on, come on. Where are my moms? Anybody got mom guilt? Don't tell, don't tell a lie. Mom guilt, right? And just about the time you're having a terrible day and you just screamed at one of the kids, you pull up your Instagram and one of your friends and their daughter is in this picture. Right? Comparison. Good and bad. Am I, am I good enough? Am I bad enough? Am I a good mom? Am I a good dad? Am I a good worker in this struggle that goes back and forth? What makes someone good? What makes someone adequate? What makes you super mom? You know you look at some moms and you're like, I don't, I don't know how they do all that. Right? And some of us men, we look around and we see other men and we just feel less. We, we, we feel when we compare to them. There's a little uh, on the street video where they ask some people the same question. Watch this. Hey, ladies, can I ask you guys a quick, quick question? We're trying to determine on a scale of one to a hundred. One meaning like the worst person who's ever lived, a hundred being perfect. How would you rank your lives? Eight. <laughs> and eight? Yeah, what number would you give yourself based on how good you are? I'd give about a 50. Because I'm good, I'm in there. <laughs> uh, about a 45. Put that in there. What about you? I uh, call about fifty. Yeah, better right around there. So, how come you're five better than him? 
Because I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm his better half, you know. Oh gosh. A 98 for sure. 98 is pretty good. What about you? Probably around there, 95, 90 to 97. So you're going to let her be better than you? <laughs> She's always better than me. No. Now, how, how come you're, you're higher than her? She's just pretty cocky. No. Like... <laughs> so would you really rank yourself that high? No. I mean, if we got deep down, 76. So you don't have to be specific, but what kind of stuff would kind of drive you down in your mind? You be malicious and do stuff to get back at people. Revenge. Oh, yeah. Revenge. All right. Give, give me one example. What'd you do? Try to slice somebody's tires. She did. I didn't. <laughs> I was ready to go do it. And I almost ran over somebody because I was mad at him. Okay, just don't get mad at me, okay? A <laughs> hundred. Absolutely a hundred. I'm going to go like 88. Yeah. I'm going to go 75. So are you, st are you staying by a hundred? Are you really? Would you say she's a hundred? Yeah, she's a great girl. So you'd say perfect in every way. You're as good as I get. Wait, one's the worst person? Yeah. Then I'm a 100. You're a 100. Perfect okay. in every way. No, I'm an 85. You just dropped 15 points like that. Wait, wait, I, how had come? To, I had to consider the fact that I'm a college student, so there's things that I do that make me an 85. So you don't have to be real specific, but kind of generally, what, what would drive your score down in your mind? In my mind, I'd say partying, procrastinating on homework, not always doing my awesomeness because I'm lazy and tired from work and being a college student. You're a college student. That covers a lot. It, it does. Yeah, if you're 100, what would drive you off of 100? Uh, we just all got flaws in our life. You know, no one's perfect, I don't think. So. Everybody but your buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. she's a superstar. <laughs> oh, it's good to meet you. I've never met 100 my whole life. So. Thank you. Yeah, take care, man. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. She's like, man, she's hot, man. Right? She's a hundred. Anyway, so, so the reality of this tension that we have inside of us of, of good and bad, right? Of, of good and bad, adequate. Am I good enough? Am I bad enough? And the question is, where is that cut off? Like, what, what is the heaven number? Right? Is it 70? Like, like what's, what's a failing grade here at Leesburg High School? What's the failing grade, Ryan? What's a failing grade? 59? That's all you got to get is a 60? Huh? Basically? Okay, so let's say 60. 60, is that, is that, the, is that the heaven number? And I want to look at today the historical uh, story of Easter. Because as Jesus was dying on the cross for the sin of mankind, at the same time, listen to me, at the same time, there were two not so good or bad people hanging on crosses next to him. So he's on the cross. But next to him, let's read the story. Luke 23, 32 through 33 says this. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. And when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals. One on his right, one on his left. Two criminals. They're bad. I probably could put these guys somewhere in the low teens. Do you know why? Because you have to understand the history of crucifixion. See, the idea of crucifixion, listen to me, crucifixion was expensive. It wasn't a cheap thing to do. It took a few days. It took a few soldiers, a centurion. It was expensive. So they saved crucifixion, hanging someone on a cross like that. They saved it for public humiliation. They saved it for the worst of the worst. 
The the most, the most, they were trying to make a point. So while they were mocking Jesus and putting a sign over his head that said, King of the Jews, and they had spit on him and they were mocking him and saying all these things. If you're God, take yourself down from there. I want you just for a few moments to pay attention to his right and left. Because these were bad dudes. They were not on those crosses for no reason. There was something in their lives that they, that they felt needed to be humiliated. A point needed to be made because they were that bad, right? Luke 23, 39, the story continues. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us, he said. But the other criminal, listen, rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we're punished justly. For we are getting what our deeds deserved. But this man has done nothing. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered with some amazing words. Is he talking to a good guy or a bad guy? He's talking to a bad guy. And he says these words. Truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. This story has to redefine our thinking. Because our thinking or the fallacy is that we have this tendency to rank ourselves against each other, good and bad. And one of the biggest fallacies out there, listen to me, is that good people go to heaven. What did the story just say? The, the, the story didn't say it was a good guy that went to heaven. The story said it was a, a bad guy that went to heaven. What is the number? What do I have to do? Do I volunteer? If I serve the homeless, if I do Sunday school pins, you ever, anybody old enough to remember Sunday school pins? For all you young people back in the day, if you showed up for Sunday school and you did it consistently, each year you would get a Sunday school pin for perfect attendance. It's like gold stars for old people. You know what I'm talking about? Right? And, and do it, if I have enough Sunday school pins, right? If I don't drink and I don't smoke, or, you know, maybe, maybe if, you, if you chew tobacco and you're female, you're definitely going to hell. If you have multiple cats in your house, definitely going to hell. Some of you just whispered to yourself, Pastor, you're going to hell for saying that. The problem is this. The problem is, is the story doesn't talk good and bad. It blows that idea out of the water. It, it completely jacks up that way of thinking. Because see, listen to me, what you need to hear this morning is the good news. The good news, this is good news. The good news is that good people don't go to heaven. That's the good news. Because you don't have to rank up. You you don't have to be better. You don't have to do all this sort of stuff. That's not how we actually get into heaven. It's not a good or a bad system. See, the good news is you don't have to be good. Hear me, you have to be forgiven. 
The guy on the cross was, was bad, right? He didn't make himself any better on the cross. Would you agree? What he did was, he did two things that I want to build the final parts of the sermon out of today and, 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 and apply it to you and I and apply it to our lives. Because if I don't have to be good or bad, if I just have to be forgiven, what does that look like? Let's look at, let's look at the, the criminal. See, the forgiven one, number one, listen, admits wrong. Nobody likes to admit they're wrong, right? I don't like to admit that I'm wrong. We don't like to admit that. Our pride causes us to compare ourselves with other people and go, well, I'm not as bad as that bozo. I'm not as bad as that person. But again, we're ranking on good and bad, and that's not the measurement with God. God's not ranking based on good and bad. He's ranking based on forgiven and unforgiven. Let me say it to you this way. Is there anyone here who's ever told a lie? Raise your hand. If you're, keep your hand up. If you're sitting next to someone who doesn't have their hand up, look at them and say, liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) You ever stolen anything? Even a pencil, even something small. Come on. Come on, be honest. One one more, one more. But I'm not going to have you raise your hand because this one's a little... It's a little touchy, okay? This one's a little bit touchy. So what I'm asking you to do is if you answer yes to this one, I'm just going to have you raise your eyebrows. <laughs> have you ever lusted after someone? Some of the teenagers in front are like... <laughs> have you ever in your life put anything above God? I have my own schedule, my own agenda, my own ideas. Sometimes, can I be honest? Sometimes I do it as a pastor. I I put ministry above God. Had the opportunity this week. One of the students here was having a, a, a tough day and a parent stopped me in the hallway. Can I just be transparent enough to tell you that these lights weren't working and neither was my Christianity. So I'm running back and forth up to the booth going, what is the deal? Why can't we get this going? We're not going to have Easter. Right, like freaking out. And right there in the hallway, like right there, crossing the main office, a mom stopped me. Hey, Pastor Mike, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how are you? And I went into pastor mode. Come on. I was trying so hard to got a mask that I was like, you know, Hulk angry. Anyway. So she said, you know, daughter's having a tough day, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? Can I talk? Is there anything I can do? And she said, no, pastor, I don't want to bother you. And man, boy, the Holy Spirit welled up. I felt the Holy Spirit well up inside of me. I looked at her and I said, you know what? I've got all day. Because people are more important than things. Right? That, That we would understand that we've all lied. We've all stolen, we've all cheated, we've all done all these things. And so there's this crazy verse. Check this verse in James 2.10. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one 
is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws. Once we have broken God's laws, we've broken relationship with Him. Right? Good deeds and actions cannot fix broken relationship. Let me give you this illustration this way. Monday, right? Monday morning is my sermon prep day. I try to disappear. I try to find a corner in a Starbucks or a Chick-fil-A because one is holy and one's fantastic, right? And, um, and so I was headed out uh, for sermon prep on Monday morning. And I'm out on 441 in Mount Dora and I'm at the light. Got a little worship mu- music going. Wham! Dude ran right in the back of my new truck. Hulk, angry. Yeah. I looked up in the rearview mirror, and it's this kid, and it looked like kind of a work truck or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I put the hazards on. I pull into the turn lane to get out, because we're on 441 in the main part of the road. And that bozo took off. So I took off. Right? I did. And I really wasn't crazy. I promise. I promise. Some of y'all are like, Pastor Mike's going to kill somebody. Oh, I promise. I, re- I really wasn't. I really was like, all right, I'm just, I got to get his license plate number. Right? And so I did. I tried to go and I couldn't. And it was 41, uh, 441 traffic on a Monday morning. Get out of that way. No, I wasn't doing that. I wanted to, but I, I didn't. So I finally get almost all the way to Zellwood from Mount Dora. And this guy honks at me and he's like, hey. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, oh, like never found the dude. So some of you may know this, but I have become the chaplain for the Leesburg Police Department. And, um, and so I called Brinkman, one of the officers. I said, hey, Brinkman, um, look, dude, this is what just happened. I did get a little angry. I've sort of settled myself down. Like, what should I do next? So he said, go back, get a report. Maldoro was fantastic. They had a guy to me in like six minutes, took care of me. They were amazing. So, so proud of the blue and the green and what they do and should be grateful for them and praise them for what they do. But I pulled away with a bent bumper, you know what I'm talking about? On my new truck, man. And so here I go off to Starbucks. So ready to write a sermon for Easter. Here's what God said to me. Listen to me. And this is the illustration because the criminal, the the, the bad guy on the cross admitted he was wrong. Listen to me because the only way to fix is not through good deeds, is repairing relationship. We have a broken relationship with God when we sin, right? So I thought about it. If that kid, let's just imagine that kid. um, God bless him. Um, If that kid, the rest of the week, let's say he like, he, he, he went and coached ball at the ball fields like three, four nights a week, serving kids. He gives to his church like over and above tithing and all this sort of stuff. He volunteers. He does extra hours. He was probably headed to a job to work for some widow for free. Let me ask you this. From my perspective, would all of those deeds fix the broken relationship with me? No. It would require him to come to me and make right the relationship. That's why we can't judge good or bad with God. You can't do enough deeds to make the relationship right. Right? We have to go back to him and admit, just like the criminal did, 
I've done wrong. What's amazing is, is that God is that forgiving. No matter what it is. No matter what you have done. The, The forgiven criminal admits that he's wrong. That's number one. Number two is this. He asks for eternal help. He asks for eternal help. And, and the reason I bring, I bring that significance because I want you to think about the two different words that are spoken from the two different crosses. Because the one guy here, the one who was kind of blaspheming and talking garbage, he asked for Jesus to solve his circumstance. Follow me. In other words, he wanted earthly help. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That he wanted earthly help. He wanted he wanted him to fix his current situation. If you're God, to bring us down from these crosses. From the other cross comes the words. Hey, Jesus, I'm not so worried about my circumstance right now. I deserve it. Would you deal with my condition? And my condition is a broken relationship with God. My condition is that I don't have a relationship with God because I recognize that I am wrong. Luke 23 and 42. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. It is just that profound and just that easy. For us to stop. Going, am I good enough? Am I do I did I do enough? Have I done this? Have I done that? Ah, good, bad, good. I did this bad thing yesterday. I better do a couple good things today. And we're living in this crazy cycle where the gerbil running around the wheel in our lives. When God says, No, 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 no. I just want you to admit that you're wrong. I just want you to overcome your pride enough to go, this is outside of what God has said is right. And then ask him for eternal help. You see, both thieves were guilty. Both were equally near Christ in that moment. Both saw and heard what happened during those fateful six hours. Both were suffering severely. Their condition was terrible. Both were dying and needed forgiveness. One recognized his need. One did not. Can I ask you this morning... Do you recognize yours? Because there's a heavenly father that loves you so much. Yes, even right where you are. Yes, even with what happened last night or last week or years ago that you've never been able to let go of. And he says, all I want you to do, I don't want you to to try and be good anymore. I just want to repair a relationship. I don't want you to build a resume and and give me your credentials and tell me all these wonderful things. I want to have a relationship with you. And the way for us to do that, I'm, I'm wrong. I've been outside of your will, God. Will you give me eternal help? You see, you and I here today and everyone on this planet, we are one of the two thieves. We either have a relationship with God where we're asking Him to fix our circumstances. But we really don't have a relationship with Him. 
or we recognize. It's not about good and bad. It's, it's about relationship. Do you recognize your need this morning? Can you put away the scales of good and bad? Romans 3, 20 through 22 says this, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. Right? Rather, through the law, we became conscious of sin. Oh, I see what God is saying. Now I understand what is wrong and what is right, but that's not the measure. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There was nothing the thief could do in his current situation, and there's nothing you and I can do in our current situation. You see, the thief, he couldn't like walk the straight and narrow. His feet were nailed to a post. He couldn't perform good works. His hands were nailed to a post. He, he couldn't turn over a new leaf. He was, he was dying. He couldn't join a church because he couldn't get off the cross. And that's the same situation that we all find ourselves in. Before we come to a place where we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you, do, do you recognize your need this morning? 1 Peter 1 and 3. Let me end with this verse. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You have the opportunity today to put down the scale. Nobody likes scales. Come on. Especially when you get on it and it says one at a time, please. Right? You have a chance to put down the scales. It's not about good and bad. It's not about you chasing this number on this ranking scale of being good enough. Because we'll never be good enough. We won't by ourselves. We'll never be able to hit 100. We are made 100 when we submit and make 100, who is Jesus, the Lord of our life. And that's an invitation for you today, if you've never done that. It's just that simple that you would admit you're wrong. Say, you know what? My life's not been probably what it should have been. It's not where it should be. God, I need your help today. For some of you that are here today, maybe somebody made you come. (laughs) Because it's Easter. You're like, it's Easter. I need you to hear God ordained for you to be here this morning. God knew before you were born, he laid out the days he had for you. And he saw this day in your life. And he said, you're going to have this opportunity today to get things right. Admit you're wrong and ask for eternal help today. And so I'm going to pray a prayer today in just a moment. And I don't, I don't want anything to feel weird or uncomfortable or overly emotional or anything for you this morning. I, I mean this very sincerely. This is a very real practical decision for you to make in your life. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you some words because I know probably if you hadn't been in church in a long time or you don't know or 
and you feel far from God, it's kind of like, where do I, where do I start? Or what do I say? So just a moment, I'm going I'm to ask everybody to close their eyes and we're going to bow our heads to pray. And when we do, I'm going to pray some simple words. There's nothing magical about the words I'm going to say. They're just words. What's magical is your heart being sincere in praying these words. And what can happen in an instant is if you will sincerely pray these words. No more worry about good and bad. The promise of eternity with God because you simply restored the relationship just like the bad guy on the cross. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? If that's you today, if you feel far from God, Maybe there's some here that you walked away. It's, it's been a while. But you feel, you feel God tugging on your heart today. And today you need to recommit your life. And then there's others here today that you have never made that first time commitment. And right now you just, you don't understand, but you feel it. Maybe your heart's beating a little bit or your hands are a little sweaty or you just, there's something stirring inside of you. You may not understand it all. That's okay. You don't have to understand it all. Just admit you're wrong today and ask for eternal help. So if that's you today, let me give you the words. Pray a prayer, maybe something like this. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I recognize that I'm a sinner. I recognize that I'm just like the criminal. I do have bad in my life. But I also saw today, God, that you still love me and you would still take me. So will you take my heart today? And as best as I know how, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And we pray all this in Jesus' holy name and all God's people said, Amen. The greatest decision you'll ever make in your life.